Presbyterian Church here in Fredericton, New Brunswick, on this most holy of nights as we celebrate Christmas Eve. It will be a communion service tonight, and those of you who are worshiping with us remotely, I ask that you just pause this video for a moment, we'll still be here when you get back, and see if you can find maybe a bit of juice and a piece of bread, maybe this time of year, it's a Christmas cookie and some eggnog, it will all work. So once you get that, restart the video. Leading worship with us tonight, the Burrell family will be lighting our Advent candles. The prayer of approach will be given by Annika Frazier. Our scripture reader tonight is Tom Good. Our musicians, under the direction of our organist and music director, David Berry, are Humphrey Aquar, Ron Bagnell, and Kathy Berry. Let us worship God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In Him was light, and the light was the life of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Come darkness, come light, come new stars shining.
Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, for to you is born in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Jesus has arrived in grace and mystery, renewing faded hopes and announcing peace to a weary world. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom God favors. Jesus comes among us in power and glory, inspiring joy and calling us to lives that are full of God's love. Jesus, the light of the world, is born. Let Christ's light shine in the darkest corners of our lives. Let Christ's light shine in the darkest corners of our world. God is with us. Let us pray. God of grace and glory, as we celebrate this Christmas, transform our hearts and our lives so that your good news is not an old story, but a fresh truth lived out every day through the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please pray with me. Hear the faithful come, that we may adore you. God who is with us, hear the lonely come, to find you in your family, God who gathers us to your heart. Here, little children, look with a wide-eyed wonder, God who comes in wonder. Here, older folks, listen for comforting words, God is our story. Here, we join those who watch, God who works night shifts. Here, we join animals gazing at new life, God who renews creation. Here, we welcome all who travel in the season, God who shares our journey. Here we sing carols of grace and joy, God who is our songwriter. Here we gather on this holy night to adore you. Amen. Please pray with me. O oh God, take this silent night and make it a holy night as we listen again to your words of promise for these your people. Amen. The Old Testament reading today is from Isaiah chapter 62, verses 6 through 12. Upon your walls, O Jerusalem, I have posted sentinels. All day and all night they shall never be silent. You who remind the Lord, take no rest and give him no rest until he establishes Jerusalem and makes it renowned throughout the earth. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by his mighty arm, I will not again give your grain to be food for your enemies, and foreigners shall not drink the wine for which you have labored. But those who garner it shall eat it and praise the Lord, and those who gather it shall drink it in my holy courts. Go through, go through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up the highway, clear it of stones, lift up an ensign over the peoples. The Lord has proclaimed to the end of the earth, say to daughter Zion, see your salvation comes. His reward is with him and his recompense before him. They shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord and you shall be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. This is the word of the Lord. 
destroy me anywhere. O oh Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our gospel reading tonight is that very familiar passage from the second chapter of Luke, verses 1 through 20. Listen again for the word of God. In those days, a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But, but the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah of the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the child wrapped in bands of cloth lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and, and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary... Mary treasured all those words in her heart and pondered them. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Why were you here this evening? What did you expect to get by coming here to celebrate with us on one of the most holy nights of the Christian calendar? I suspect some of you came because, for you, this is where your family always gathers on Christmas Eve, and you just want to be with them once again on this night of the Nativity, to feel the closeness and the connectedness with people you claim and call as family, even if in the year of the pandemic, it has to be remotely. For others, I imagine that this service is a repeated ritual that marks the season, 
that there is something about sitting in this space with the glow of the candlelight and with the sacred, holy, yuletide music gently echoing within these walls that takes you back to your childhood, or perhaps just makes everything seem right. But for some of us, I suspect that we might be here on this holy night looking for something, an, an unknown something, something that might seem lacking in our lives. Looking for something seems to punctuate this season, whether it's like me where you're looking for last year's Christmas ornaments, which I'm certain I boxed up and put somewhere, or whether you're hunting for a particular gift for a precious friend or a beloved family member. It is a season of looking for things. Perhaps you're here looking for just one more thing. Spending this latter part of December looking for something seems only appropriate. After all, in our nativity story, it is all about people who are looking for something. Mary and Joseph headed out on a 130-kilometer trek from Galilee to Bethlehem, looking to count, or at least to be counted in the census. The shepherds go to Bethlehem looking for the fulfillment of a proclamation. And the Magi traveled from the east with nothing more than a prophecy and a star, looking for a king. They're all looking for something in Bethlehem. Other than being the birthplace of King David, there's really nothing special about Bethlehem. This small, dusty hamlet, eight kilometers outside of the mega metropolis of Jerusalem, was basically a forgotten outpost of a bygone era during that period of the first century that is the backdrop of our nativity story. Bethlehem held on to its designation as City of David, kind of the way St. John holds on to being the birthplace of Donald Sutherland, or Stump and Tom Connors, or its connection with Benedict Arnold. As an American, I don't get that. The word Bethlehem means house of bread. Bet is the Hebrew word for house, and lehem means food or bread, thus house of bread. Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, the magi, are all looking for a distant place that means house of bread. The very word Bethlehem speaks of a deep longing to fulfill a spiritual hunger at the house of bread. Our scripture reading tonight repeats the refrain, lying in a manger. Mary gives birth to her firstborn son and laid him in a manger. The angels tell the shepherds that they will find the baby lying in a manger, and the shepherds actually find the baby lying in a manger. Manger is a feeding trough. The word manger comes from the Latin to eat. And just in case that's not enough, there is one other idiosyncrasy with this passage that is worthy of your notice. Some of you are probably already aware that there is controversy about the translation of the phrase, there was no room for them at the inn. The word causing the problem in the original Greek is kataluma. Kataluma has several different meanings, and certainly a lodging house or an inn is perfectly accurate. But so also is dining room. Cataluma carries with it the idea of a space where you can 
Put things down where you can rest, where you are welcome, where you can, well, as my dad would say, relax and take a load off. Cataluma. Cataluma. Cataluma is so rarely used in the Bible that the only other place it shows up is in reference to this place where Jesus hosted his friends to a very special dinner, a meal that we now celebrate as the Last Supper, the Eucharist. That meal fed the spiritual hunger of Jesus' disciples, Jesus' friends, and it happened in the Cataluma. Are you here because you're looking for something? Are you here because you're hungry deep in your soul? Are you here because the world out there has left you parched and hungry and looking for purpose and meaning? Come, my friends, to Bethlehem, to the place that means house of bread. Come, my friends, to the manger, to be fed by the bread of life. When the world has no room for you in the Cataluma, in the dining room, in the inn, know that Jesus has prepared a place for all of us in the heavenly Cataluma. So often I hear people explain that they just don't find any relevance in the Bible, the church, and the practices of these ancient rituals. Some tell me that they don't have time with all the demands society places on them, trying to maintain a job and meet family obligations. Some people tell me that they just don't feel that they're worthy enough, or good enough, or churchy enough. All I want to tell you tonight is that you belong here. If you are tired and hungry, hungry for something that can't be found in misplaced boxes of last year's Christmas ornaments, and the table is set, and you are most welcome. While the world may shut you out, on this night, Jesus has made a place for you at the table. Jesus has made a place for you in the Cataluma. Let's eat. May God be with you. 
And may God be with you. People of God, open your hearts. We open our hearts to the one who comes to us. People of God, give thanks to the living God. We praise the one who offers comfort and peace to us. Please join me in prayer. Acclamation, thanksgiving, songs of joy are the gifts we offer you, God of all the ages. You utter the word and mountains burst forth. Your breath blew upon the waters and stirred life into being. You reached down and shaped us into your own image from the dusty paths you trod. In our impatience, we refused to wait for your glory and rushed into sin's sweet embrace. Yet you were willing to outwit our foolish wisdom and outweigh our childish tantrums, sending the prophets to cry out of your desire for us to return to you. But we continued to reject their inviting words of comfort. Finally, when we continued to cling to death's strong hand, you closed your word in human flesh that we might meet you face to face. So with those who have waited for you in every time and place, with those who seek to live faithfully for you in these days, we lift our songs of hope to you. Then, when the end of time comes and our waiting is over, 
We will gather around your table in the new heaven and the new earth where righteousness is our friend and justice lives next door and you are our God forever and ever. Creator of goodness, friend of the lost, spirit of joy. Amen. Brothers and sisters, the table is set. It is set for all. Around it there are no divisions, just as the bread is made not from one grain, but from many, and the wine is not from one grain, but from a full harvest, so too we, who are many, are made one in Christ. This is a sacrament of unity. Come, all of you, join neighbors, east and west, north and south, and celebrate Christ's presence with all of us. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Among his friends, on the night he was betrayed, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it, and said, This is my body, given for you. Take and eat. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, he took and offered it to his friends, saying, This is a new covenant, sealed in my blood, for the forgiveness of sins. Drink from it, all of you. Every time we eat this bread and share this cup, in Jesus' name, we recall the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. O oh God, pour out your Spirit upon us and upon this bread and this wine, that they may be for us the body and lifeblood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Gather your church together from the ends of the earth into your kingdom where peace and justice are realized so that with all your people we may share the heavenly banquet that you have prepared. Through Christ, with Christ, and in Christ, all honor and glory are yours, creator and sustainer of all, glory to you forever and ever. And now we pray the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please join me as we partake in this joyful meal. The bread of heaven. And the cup of salvation. Lord Jesus Christ, you have nourished us in this meal and fed our bodies and our souls. We have heard your love. Now send us out to speak it. We have seen your love. Now send us out to show it. 
We have been fed by your love. Now send us out to share it. And let all things be done for your glory. Christmas night, as we stand here in the darkness in the reflection of these candles, I bid you to go out into the world in hope and peace and joy and love, and to have courage to hold on to that which is good, to return no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the suffering, and honor all people, love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the Holy Spirit and know that Jesus has come to make a space for you in the Cataluma. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Amen.